Good morning. It is 10am and it's Tuesday. It's sunny. It's quiet. I slept so well. I definitely feel like I need a shower. Ooh. And today, I'm going to go walk the dog. It is cold, uh, I can feel that it's cold. I, I sleep with the window open, so I could feel it. And I was like, God, I need to close that. I don't know why I can't sleep with the window closed. I have to have fresh air. It's ridiculous. But also, I love that kind of... God, I feel quite happy today. Not quite happy. Really happy. Um. Anyway. I love that silence. How I love... The silence and the peace and the tranquility um, of not being in an abusive situation of, and I've said it before, picking up my phone and knowing there's no abusive messages. There's nothing on my social media that's put there to irritate me. I'm like, you know, when you're with someone who's like that and they're obsessed with your social media, but you're with them still and it's just a living nightmare. You don't have to wake up knowing that you're going to wake up to awful, awful behaviour that actually you didn't deserve because they can't cope, because they're insecure, because they cheat. And not you. Because they're paranoid. And they're capable of many things that you're not capable of. Which is forced onto you as some kind of projection. So. Ugh. I just ha love having that freedom of knowing that that's never going to happen to me again. It's so, so lovely. So instead, I wake up to lovely messages, <laughs> mainly because I've had um, been having conversations on the night Loads of conversations with loads of different people about all sorts of stuff and end up falling asleep and then waking up and like, I'm like, oh crap, I should have just said that I was going to go to sleep. Um, yeah, all sorts of good stuff to look forward to. This week's absolutely jam-packed, um, full of really nice stuff, so... Yeah, there's a lot going on this week. Um, I'm seeing another property this week. 
that's got even more space, which is great. Um, unfortunately, I'm having to miss therapy because I'm doing something else. Um, new mattresses come in. Oh my god, that's gonna be something. I paid like I think over five hundred quid for that mattress. <sighs> The one that I've got is fine. It's just, um, it's not really made to last. So, but this one's a sleep easy. So it's definitely made to last. It's good. Um, anyway, I'm still in bed. I need to get a shower before I even go out today, actually. And um, what did I do last night? I had a really early one last night really early i came to bed and i had netflix on but i was like not even interested in it so i turned that off and just <sighs> when you're not in in a stressful environment anymore when you're not when you're not with someone who would wake you up purposely because they want it i never knew it was a thing actually that people who abuse don't want you to sit to sleep and feel settled in bed or feel safe in bed it actually i could re um relate to that uh i woke up one time to a, a toaster being smashed around my kitchen um because oh god it was weird yeah that was not a good situation um didn't want me to feel relaxed, even in my own home. Why would you? I love you, Sadell, your mother earth. But smashes my things up in my home. So, yeah, because that makes complete sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it definitely is a thing where they don't want you to feel relaxed. They want to feel relaxed in any sec. Well... I say relaxed. They want to be in control of a situation but don't want you to feel comfy. Even in your own home. So. Oh, God. I really should get up and get a shower. Um, I don't need to move there for like a couple of hours really. So it's fine. Yeah, I remember that. That was awful. <laughs> Everyone should feel safe in the room home from anything and everything and not have to think about it. But I didn't. And even when things were really, really bad, it just turned up. Because, like I said, there was only a couple of times where I just didn't respond. And he would just turn up um, uninvited. Yeah, like, and completely unwanted, actually. I'd, like, I didn't want to see him. Um, I wasn't even being horrible. They knew what they'd done. And they were trying to apologise. And I wasn't willing to... Um, accept their apology because they'd done so much bad stuff that it was beyond the point of where you could forgive that person 
because they just knew what they were doing. Like, they were being abusive and horrible. They'd say sorry, and obviously initially when someone's hurt you, right, you forgive that because you think it's just, you don't, you, you don't understand what they're going to do. I mean, he obviously planned out that he was going to be this abusive the whole time. And I didn't know that I was being sucked into someone who was going to be a serial abuser. Um, so... I, um, initially, I would say, yeah, no, that's absolute, you know, okay, thank you for the apology, I accept it. And then it got to the point where you, I understood, or say you was in that situation yourself as the victim, right? You understood that this was purposely done. They Because they, they realised that you were kind of moving away or they had some kind of irrational fear that you knew nothing about, right? So they were reacting and then saying they were sorry. They weren't really sorry. They were sorry that you kind of... And I think shocked that you could stand up to them. But in a very gentle, calm manner, whereas all you're doing is not responding because they know and you know they keep crossing a line, right? And that... Irrespective, they, everyone in that situation knows that they've crossed the line and they aren't really sorry. And that, and when you stop responding as a victim in that circumstance and you, and they've said sorry, but you just, you go quiet and you all know both parties, the, the, person who's hurt the person so the abuser sorry and the victim know that the abuser is wrong right and they know why it's silent and they know why you're not picking up the phone they know why you're not responding to a text message but all of a sudden they can't handle it they can't handle the fact that you as the victim would ring them would text them we're trying to sort things out because that was a natural and normal re way, you know, reaction. But when it's the other way around and the the abuser isn't getting what they want, it's a completely different circumstance, and they can't handle it. They can't handle that they've done something wrong, and that eventually, as the victim, you are standing up and going, "Actually, no." I don't accept your apology and I actually don't want to talk to you. All those times as the victim, you begged and pleaded, they was laughing at you. I remember the person in one situation, right, who was abusing me. And there'd been an argument in his home. And he was like, I'm going to go out to the shops and we'll have a bit of space. And he came back and he was like, ah, ha, 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 I love it when you ring me when I call shit for us. <laughs> like that. So they'd admitted that they enjoyed upsetting me and they enjoyed wanting me to sort, me to, looking at me. Seeing me wanting to sort it out and not answering the phone. 
Can you imagine how disgusting that is? I felt sick that this person walked through their door at their home laughing, thinking that was funny. Um, yeah, it's not funny. That's sick. But it actually, they did me a favour because that was a turning point for me where I realised just how deeply disturbing that person is and that how people can be. Um, so I was just like, so you tell me that you love me, but you get off on me trying to resolve things that you started. But I'm the crazy one. But I'm the abusive one. All right. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, no, like, it was really strange because they were absolutely desperate to sort it out. So knew the feeling, but unless it was their feelings, it didn't matter at all. In fact, they went out of their way to be horrible about it. So I'm just like, wow. Okay. And in the same respect, right, abusers will often say that they have met someone new and all this kind of stuff, right? And you just think, why would an abuser need to tell a victim or have a victim or want a victim to their victim to know that they've met someone new if they have? Because if the abuser ended it, what would it matter? Because it's like really school ground kind of behaviour, isn't it? All they're saying is and all they're projecting is that they're frightened that the, the, the victim has met someone or met people and they want to prove something to someone that they say that they don't care about. That's not. The reality of it is it? it's just it's very strange what abusers will do um to a victim even after that relationship is over or more so once it's freshly over like when it's just over and i think these people will go on for a long time to, to act like that and it should be irrelevant life is precious What's very strange for a victim is when you leave that situation and it's quiet, you wake up to peace and quiet. And I've always enjoyed my own company, always loved my own company. I think I spent a fair amount of my childhood kind of very independent. Um, 
and so I've got some new neighbours and they're just finding their feet in the property. So there's there's noises that yeah, anyway, it's it's strange because there's been known the flat next to me for a really long time. Yeah, I love that piece. I love the whole gentleness of my life. And the calm and the happiness and the warmth and the gentle kind of nature of everyone around me is so lovely. I'm very lucky because my friendships have grown even stronger and they was already strong. Um, but yeah, I feel that things are even better than they was. And to feel that happiness starting to come back, like really start to come back, is something I hadn't even thought about because I thought that I was okay. And I was. I wasn't, un like, I wasn't in the same space that I was when I was being hurt. Um, but to feel these bouts of warmth... They're quite overwhelming, actually. And I kissed someone at the weekend. And it felt very magnetic. And very, very warm. And I, and I felt like butter. And it was a friend, um, so I felt very safe, very secure, which was the best part for me because I knew that it was the everything about it was with gentleness, was with absolute kind of just I yeah I felt completely safe, and it was lovely. And I went back for seconds and thirds of kisses. It was. Very nice. Um, and I'll definitely go there again and do that again uh, with that person. So, anyway, it's been a long podcast this morning. I've said a lot of stuff. I really should get a shower. I need to turn the heating on first, though, because I've got a feeling it's cold. I hope you're okay. I will get back on track really soon. To more, I suppose, motivational stuff. Or current kind of topics. But the big 
there is a time where you're allowed to focus on yourself and feel no guilt over that. Um, so there are times where I'll treat this podcast as like a, a almost like a diary, but I think that um, this is all part of a journey to recovery, which was survival, which is now recovery, and they are two very very different um, feelings, emotions, and journeys. I have. Given being given a minimum of three years for my PIP um, and my limited capability to work. So I have all that time to recover now um, and get better. But that is open, like, it's like, it's a date, but it doesn't mean it's over. So, you know, it could be forever. I'm kind of hoping it is, to be honest. Um, I don't know how I would fit back into reality. But I've got three years, so I don't need to think about it, which is great. I find a nice new home and start a whole different journey of my life. I'm really excited about that. That thought is so, so exciting. Anyway, 21 deep in, minutes deep into a podcast, I've got shit to do. <laughs> Talk soon, guys.